Are you interested in Medicare? Well, too bad, because here comes the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. The Medicare podcast with a heart of gold. He refers to himself in the fourth person, Medicare expert, Doug Jones. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. My Canadian nephew probably told you who I am. I am Doug Jones, your Medicare expert. Some would say I'm a Medicare specialist, not necessarily uh, enjoying any expertise, but I beg to differ. I'm very expert in many areas of Medicare, and I have dedicated my life to helping those who have a pending engagement with Medicare, those who are approaching the time when they're either going to turn 65 or perhaps retire from employment where they've been using their employer's health insurance. And at some point, they're going to need to know what to do in order to follow the rules, not get fined, not get burned, and take full advantage of Medicare. And I am here to help people understand that. The way I help people in many respects is to encourage them to purchase my book, Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. You've got to buy the one with the 2023 because uh, otherwise you might wind up with an older version. And if you're listening to this in 2024, you probably will find the Medicare for the Lazy Man 2024 on your store's bookshelves or uh, at Barnes & Noble or Amazon.com, unless something horrible has happened to me in the meantime. And I recommend that you purchase one of the uh, four editions that are available on Amazon.com. If you want to uh, get the Audible book, and I will just do all the work of reading, pronouncing the very uh, difficult multisyllabic words and turning the pages for you, you want the Audible book, which I think is in the neighborhood of $6 if you want to get it immediately. Your, your desire for Medicare cannot be slaked, then get the uh, the um, a, the uh, Kindle version, which is immediately uh, sent to your Kindle reader, and you'll have it pronto. Uh, that's going to be about $3.80. You can purchase the uh, tried and true paperback version. The Amazon paperback has black and white illustrations. The Barnes & Noble paperback is exactly the same, but it has color illustrations. So you got your pick there. And if you really want to go high on the hog, then get the $22 hardcover version at Amazon. It is a keepsake that your family will pass down from one generation to the next. And although Medicare may not be there 100 years from now, that magnificent hardcover book, Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023 hardcover will be there for you. And um, Randy and I are ready to begin our episode, but I have to interject here. I I drew a blank on my uh, love of uh, the uh, Chicago-style hot dogs and the Italian beef in uh, Austin, Texas at Wrigleyville South. And I forgot where it was located. It's located right outside the doors of the Saxon Pub on Lamar Avenue. 
And so if you got a hankering for some good music and some good eats, then go to the Saxon Pub in Austin, Texas, and say hello to Brian Jones in the uh, trailer that's uh, labeled Wrigleyville South, and you'll have some good vittles. Randy, ah, I caught Randy right as he was sipping some coffee. Uh, I thought he was going to do one of those Danny Thomas spit takes. <laughs> oh, well, I just about did. So how are you today, Doug? You're looking bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Well, I'm bushy-tailed. I'm bushy. I'm not bright-eyed because it's uh, kind of dark and oblique out there. It's uh, dark, It's cloudy. It's chilly. It's wet. And it's not my beloved Arizona. It is oh. Wayne, Illinois. Wayne, Illinois. That, well, you know, so, yeah, it's not like Arizona. No, it is a very nice place. I mean, this is a little island that my parents discovered back in 1952 when I was four years old. And we moved up from Oklahoma City because my father went to work for his father-in-law, my mother's father, at the John Hancock. And my father eventually took it over. And uh, it's been a wonderful experience. My grandfather built an insurance empire. My my father took it over. And then true to that that old adage about the founder builds it, the uh, the next generation runs it, and the third generation isn't suited for it. <laughs> I decided that I liked health insurance better than life insurance. And so I worked for a few years, just enough to know insurance inside and out. But I learned health insurance and the John Hancock back then was trying to get out of the health insurance business. And so I wound up walking away from the company and I've been uh, doing other things ever since. So well, I ha- you know, I've got a, we haven't done this for a while, Doug. Stump the insurance expert. I'm ready. I am ready. Okay. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for a big time to do this because I pulled out a stump the insurance expert question based on where you're located. Okay. <laughs> you mean All this right. cold, frozen nightmare. The All right. Cold, frozen wasteland of yeah. Illinois. That's what I okay, refer to so, it as. He- so here you go. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Okay. What does the word Illinois, where does it come from? Okay. And what does it mean? Well, okay. It comes from a tribe of Indians. The Illini Indians were here. Uh, when French fur traders showed up, and I believe it was the French that named those Indians. Most of the, a lot of the important stuff around here is named by French people, and those French names have carried forward. One of which surprised Randy when I said the name of this suburb of Chicago, Demo, uh, excuse me, Des Plaines. Des Plaines would normally be pronounced Des Plaines in That's France. That's not how you say that. <laughs> On the other hand, when you go to Des Moines, Iowa, that has retained its French pronunciation. That's right. That's but right. De- Des Plaines, very similar spelling, but not the same pronunciation. Well, I'm going to give you partial credit on that one, Doug. Okay. I, but I'm going to give you one more chance to get full credit. Well, I what? was hoping I was pretty close on that. The Illini Indians. What does the word Illinois mean? Land of the Illini Indians. I, that's my guess, anyway. I'm hearing it. <laughs> I wish that would get filtered out by your mechanisms. Tell me what that? I I did. I heard it very clearly and it hurt okay. my ears. Well, you were you were very close, so I'm gonna give you a partial credit. It's a word meaning warriors. Well, what do you think Indians call themselves? 
I'm a warrior. Oh, yeah. What kind of warrior are you? Well, I'm a, an Illini. <laughs> or I'm, I'm a Sioux or I'm a Fox. They had a lot of Fox Indians in Illinois. I've never heard of Fox Indians. Yeah, well, they pretty much ran them all out and put them in Oklahoma. So if you drive on I-44 through Oklahoma, you're on uh, part of it is on the um, uh, turnpike named for Wilbur right or Wilbur uh, what's his name? Yeah, famous Oklahoma son. Anyway, uh, the uh, turnpike goes through the Fox and the Sac Nation. They have to share a reservation. The Sac. SAC Indians and the Fox Indians. So I learned, I, I tell you this every time, Doug, but I learned something new every time we have this podcast because I didn't know there was a Fox Indian. I yeah. have, a, I have heard the word sack, but in Iowa, there's a, there's a little town called Sac City. Now, well, I don't there know what, you go. I don't that know whether was, that has anything to do with the Sac Indians, but. I bet you that's where the name came from. Could be. Could yeah. be. Well, you know something? We have got some time to get back to our All Medicare right. business. And right, me being the that. nominal producer, I'm yeah. going to uh, recommend that we move on. All right. I'm going to go along with that recommendation. So here we go with Medicare Basics, 11 things you need to know. I don't. This was curated for me, and I don't know whether it is worth the time that I'm going to spend, but if it's... If it's um, well done, then it will be a valuable content for the listeners. So 11 things you need to know about Medicare. I'm going to skip the stupid parts like there's Medicare Part A, Part B, and Part D, and Medigap plans, Medicare Advantage plans. It says that's confusing. So Medicare comes with a cost. Medicare is divided into parts. Oh, boy. I'd like to think that this doesn't have a lot of worthless fluff in it, but... Um, I don't even see the things that are numbered from 1 to 11. Ah, Randy, I think maybe I have made a mistake in even starting this particular article. I should go through it and weed out the uh, chaff and come back to it another time when it is um, going to make more sense and it's going to not be so silly that I... You forgot to mention Part C. Well, yes, uh, I didn't forget, but the article forgot to to mention it. And now just good. so the just because you didn't mention it, I want to remind the audience for those of you who are just listening for the first or second or third time, the people that are with us have been with us. They know what Part C means, what it stands yes. for, it, and what yeah. is it, Doug? Crapola or crap? Crap. crap. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. I Medic put crapola. Crap. I put the word crapola in the book to soften the impact. Okay. I didn't I didn't want to frighten uh, needlessly frighten children that might be reading the book. And so I said crapola, but in reality it stands for crap. Part C plans, Medicare Advantage plans, pretty much crap. If you want to have a plan that's going to stay with you and serve you well the rest of your life, stay away from them. Go for Medicare supplement plans. That's right. I'm, well, I just wanted to point that out, and I'm going to be standing by in the studio here while you continue forward. All righty. Here's a headline I like to read. Cigna settles Medicare reimbursement case for $172 million. Now, Cigna is a huge company. $172 million isn't really going to set them back that much. But I like the fact that they got caught 
doing uh, something that's not right, and they had to pay the price for it. The Department of Justice is seeking funds from Cigna as they violated the False Claims Act by charging inaccurately. They had inaccurate charges. Um, Cigna will enter into a five-year integrity agreement with the Department of Health and Human Services. The agreement is meant to promote compliance with federal health program requirements. Allegations of unsupported diagnoses, upcoding, meaning using a diagnosis code that calls for more intense and expensive treatment, Uh, so they can demand more reimbursement from the government, pushing for high-value procedures and false documentation will cost Sigma millions of dollars. In 2020, the Department of Justice filed a lawsuit for $1.4 billion by submitting diagnostic codes for conditions that patients did not have, defrauding Medicare and Medicare Advantage. Uh, That's what Sigma was... uh, sued for, and the settlement, again, $172 million that they're going to have to pay up for doing those shenanigans. And that's all a part of the Medicare Advantage world. A company will operate a Medicare Advantage plan. They will go out and ask their new subscribers to fill out questionnaires to see if they've got more serious diseases, because Medicare Advantage plans don't ask any health questions when a, a person enrolls. And then they take those questionnaires to the federal government and they say, The money you were going to pay us isn't enough. You have to pay us even more money because we have a lot of sick people that you have to pay us for. This is going to be expensive, and the federal government is expected to pony up. Well, the federal government ponies up, and then they come back later and audit the company's books and find the fraudulent activity, sue the company, and hope to recover some or all of that fraudulently uh, extracted money. So it says Cigna is a publicly traded company founded in 1982, revenue of over $180 billion as of 2022, 15th company in the Fortune 500 list of largest U.S. companies by total revenue. But um, I think that $172 million is going to be a drop in the bucket for them. I don't expect them to change their ways. So here is a uh, reminder I, I put in, in the pile of curated Uh, content for the podcast, a reminder of an interesting story of a woman that was referred to me. I had a client in Florida, still have a client, wonderful woman named Kathy, and she said, I want you to talk to my friend, Joy. My friend, Joy, has recently been diagnosed with uh, multiple myeloma, and she is um, without proper insurance coverage. Part of the treatment for that is harvesting stem cells, which I guess is expensive process, and then using those stem cells to treat the disease if and when it becomes appropriate to do that. And Joy went in to talk to her. She's totally asymptomatic in a wonderful mood. Uh, She's not depressed and not, she's in, uh, she's asymptomatic, but it was suggested that this would be an appropriate medical treatment to harvest her stem cells in case she needs them in the future. And so she spoke to, uh, uh, physicians at a highfalutin medical facility about that. And they said, well, here's your insurance coverage. It's very lacking. Uh, we don't want to do the procedure because if something goes wrong while you're on the table, uh, you're going to actually go broke. And we're not going to do this procedure until you have fix your lack of 
full insurance coverage. What she had was Medicare only. For eight years, she had enrolled in Medicare and not gotten a Medicare supplement. (coughs) And she hadn't um, even considered doing anything other than just being enrolled in Medicare, which after a small deductible will pay 80% of her medical costs, but not 100%. It never goes to 100%. It stays at 80% for outpatient treatment. And so she, the medical procedure that might have stored her stem cells for future treatment of this dread disease was declined. She, the, the doctors at the, the uh, university hospital that she wanted to have perform this procedure refused to do it because she didn't have enough health insurance. <clears throat> so the, they brought me into the picture and I was able to get her the finest plan, the finest um, uh, Medicare Advantage plan. Boy, I have trouble even saying the words because it's the one Medicare Advantage plan that I don't uh, hate. And that plan is a Medicare MSA. And what it does is it allows her to go see any doctor anywhere that takes Medicare. It's a plan that's so close to a Medicare supplement, it just has a larger deductible. And uh, this would have been perfectly acceptable to the doctor's that we're going to perform that uh, that uh, procedure of harvesting her stem cells. Well, it turns out that she never had that procedure, but the Medicare MSA plan announced that at the end of 2023, it is ceasing to operate. I don't know why, but this is indicative of the disappointment that many people get from Medicare Advantage plans. This plan is just going to go away. I have to find other plans for my clients that are on this plan, because since the plan is going away, they can buy Medicare supplements without answering any health questions. And that is the happy result for my client, Joy, who um, didn't realize that by not getting a Medicare supplement, she was going to have doctors refuse to treat her uh, for the, uh, you know, I guess it was almost an optional uh, plan to uh, harvest her stem cells. In this case, it's now coming back to the, the because the MSA plan is going to go away. She is given by the federal government a two-month window of opportunity to get a Medicare supplement plan without filling out any health questionnaire. And uh, that's a pretty happy ending. So as of the 1st of January, 2024, she's going to have full coverage with a Medicare supplement that I give her or make available to her, and uh, she will now have the freedom to be treated by any doctor who accepts Medicare as a uh, as a method of reimbursement. Here's another little article that I think is kind of interesting. Physician group slams insurers for overcharging taxpayers for Medicare Advantage. Gee, that we hardly ever hear this. Medicare Advantage plans uh, dipping into the go figure. Uh, Randy is flummoxed. <laughs> tell, me, tell me it ain't so, Doug. Tell me it ain't so. <laughs> I wish I could tell you that, Randy, but it is so. Medicare Advantage has become a healthcare cash cow for insurance companies, even as patient care suffers across the country, according to a new report. And by new, two days ago is when this article was uh, published. And if you want to look it up and read it yourself, Here's the headline again. Physician group slams insurers for overcharging taxpayers for Medicare Advantage. And it was written by Richard 
P-A-Y-E-R-C-H-I-N, payer chin. So taxpayers are overpaying by at least $88 billion a year for Medicare Advantage, also known as Medicare Part C, which stands, as Randy knows, for CRAP. The privately administered health insurance program, uh, depending on the calculations, that overpayment may be as much as $140 billion a year, according to uh, a document called Our Payments, Their Profits, quantifying overpayments in the Medicare Advantage program. That was published by Physicians for a National Health Program. Now, here's an example of uh, where I part company with my allies. The allies in the fight against Medicare Advantage plans are people who don't believe in free enterprise. I am a strong believer in free enterprise, and I'm a strong believer in freedom of choice. I champion Medicare supplement plans because they offer complete freedom of choice to the people who have purchased Medicare supplement plans. And I have discovered a way to put people into a Medicare supplement plan much cheaper than other uh, Medicare supplement plan salesmen have. And that's my specialty, helping people understand the uh, small cost that they can get this wonderful protection for. But physicians for a national health program are on the opposite side of the political spectrum from me. They want to have a single-payer, government-run health insurance plan. Therefore, they fight Medicare Advantage plans. Well, Medicare Advantage plans deserve to be fought and defeated and crushed like the bugs they are, but not for the reason that these people want not to give us a single-payer health insurance plan owned and run by the government, but to open up the doors of freedom for people who are covered by Medicare. Uh, Don't lure them into the Medicare Advantage plan realm. Give them the freedom of a Medicare supplement plan and uh, do right by them. So going on with this article, say that was all my opinion. Various elements of Medicare Advantage, either by design or by consequence, result in a much higher level of government spending than is necessary to provide Medicare benefits. Instead of creating more efficient system of care, large corporations, large insurance companies they mean, have used Medicare Advantage as their cash cow taking billions in taxpayer dollars while using a plethora of tactics to delay or deny treatment for patient. And that's really the uh, crux there for the patients. The patients are being kicked around like dogs, in my opinion. But once again, back to the article. Under Medicare Advantage, federal government pays health insurance companies to manage patient care. Since 2007, Medicare Advantage enrollment has nearly tripled with MA, Medicare Advantage, now managing more than half of all beneficiaries eligible for Medicare. But the Medicare Advantage program is not saving money for taxpayers, and there is no proof that Medicare Advantage is leading to better outcomes for patients, the report says. While patients are supposed to benefit from health insurance, health insurance companies actually benefit from, colon, Favorable selection. Medicare Advantage beneficiaries generally are healthier and thus have lower health care cost than beneficiaries in traditional Medicare, as shown by multiple studies. I don't know if that's true or not. I haven't read those studies. There are various reasons for the difference in spending, uh, the report said, but Medicare Advantage insurers are paid as though their beneficiaries have the same needs as traditional Medicare uh, beneficiaries 
when this is a quote, when this is very clearly untrue, end quote. Overpayment for variable or for favorable selection is estimated at 11 to 14% or between $44 billion and $56 billion a year. Upcoding. So that was favorable selection is one element of their, their profiting, their uh, immoral profit taking. Another is upcoding. And here's how that works. When Medicare Advantage patients have more diagnoses, Medicare Advantage insurers receive more money, which creates an incentive to add conditions or inflate their severity. This problem may be best uh, the best known issue with Medicare Advantage, with Congress and the administration looking in for solutions, the report said. In traditional Medicare, physicians and providers are paid by fee for service, so there's no incentive for upcoding. Upcoding led to $17 billion in excess payments to Medicare Advantage in 2021, citing, uh, let's see, the report was citing findings by the Federal Medicare Payment Advisory Commission. And this is based on 5% of total payments. Overpayments are estimated to be about $20 billion for last year. So you add that to the uh, $44 to $56 billion, and you're starting to talk about real money. County benchmarks and quality bonuses is another area that they're uh, apparently using to uh, siphon more treasury funds. Created by the Affordable Care Act, benchmarks are sent set by Medicare to measure average levels of healthcare spending per traditional Medicare, per beneficiary, per county. Those are set higher than necessary to attract health insurance companies that bid for the chance to provide Medicare Advantage insurance. Meanwhile, the review process for rating Medicare Advantage plans and their bonuses is highly flawed. And together, the bonuses and benchmarks total 24 to $28 billion or 6 to 7% in excess spending. And the final element that they're using to rip off the treasury, induced utilization. The report describes a study of induced utilization or the likelihood of patients to seek out more care if health insurance covers more of the cost. This skews Medicare's county benchmarks and creates a situation where taxpayers are subsidizing supplemental coverage for Medicare Advantage. Based on the study findings, the 2022 overpayment to Medicare Advantage would be $36 billion, or approximately 9% of total spending. The report noted that the estimates were preliminary because Medicare Advantage data is shrouded in mystery, unavailable to researchers, or difficult to measure. It also does not account for Medicare Advantage insurers' savings uh, Medicare Advantage insurer savings that come from delaying or denying patient care. That's a biggie right there, denying patient care or delaying it. For comparison, a Congressional Budget Office report in 2019 estimated that adding dental, hearing, and vision benefits to Medicare and Medicaid would cost $84 billion. Yes, don't do it. If people want dental insurance and hearing and vision insurance, let them pay for it themselves. Don't make the taxpayers pay for it. So the report concludes, even by our minimum estimate, private insurers receive more than enough surplus money to provide critically needed benefits to all Medicare and Medicaid beneficiaries. Medicare Advantage is just another example of the endless greed of the insurance industry poisoning American healthcare, siphoning money from vulnerable patients while delaying and denying 
necessary and often life-saving treatment. Okay, well, once again, this, this report was compiled by my political enemies. I don't agree with the reasons that they tout um, the, the reasons that uh, Medicare Advantage plans should be gotten rid of. I think they should be gotten rid of because they squash freedom of choice and they kick patients around withholding or delaying treatment. And uh, that's why I am not pleased with Medicare Advantage plans. And I am not pleased with the passage of time. I always like to keep going as long as I can, but Randy looks like the, the crickets are chewing on his toenails, like the let us out of here. So yeah, that's 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 what's going on because let's see here. I, nope, they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, you know, some people may not know that we used to have crickets chirping at the time when I wanted the podcast to end, which was the 20 minute mark. We haven't since those critics crit, uh, crickets stopped chirping, we haven't hit 20 minutes in God knows how long. Mm, I know. I know. You know what? You know what was crossing my mind as you were you were discussing that Medicare Advantage debacle? Tell me what was crossing your mind. Organized crime. Oh, boy. That's right. It is uh, certainly criminal that they are able to siphon that much money out of the Treasury. Uh, but the federal government opened the doors. They said, hey, you guys go out there, create an insurance plan. Now, if the federal government hadn't opened the doors, it wouldn't be happening. You know, the only thing we're missing. Yeah. Money. <laughs> if, if, well, if I were to, be nice to get- the, if I were to compare this whole debacle to organized crime, the only uh-huh. th- and I and I am the only thing I'm missing is the okay. professional hitman. Well, I was going to say you're missing a shoulder holster to keep uh, one of your pistols in, I bet. Right. Yes. Yes. Well, go ahead. No, I was going to say it's just. Every time we discuss the uh, the debacle that is called Medicare Advantage, or I call Scam Vantage, or my other favorite name is what Medicrap. No, that's uh, one of them. Sure. Every every time we discuss this, I just get depressed and I have to go to the chip. Well, it makes me want to go work for one of these Medicare Advantage plans, but then I say <laughs> no, no, no. That's just not the moral way I want to live my life. No, I I totally understand. Well, you know, you were mentioning the crickets. Well, they have come and gone. Yeah. But before we land the plane at the airport on 32 left, that's that's the runway we're going to use today. Cool. Cool. 32 left. There's a few things I always like to mention. If you want to communicate with Doug, you can reach out to him at the following email address. Grab your pencil, dbj at mlmmailbag.com. He is a licensed agent nationwide to help you with your Medicare supplement planning. Check us out at the website at MedicareForTheLazyMan.com. We would also appreciate it if you run across the place to give us a review on the uh, website, on the podcast, or any or the books, any of that. You know, the bottom line is we could certainly uh, use it. We love it because our business is all about the numbers. But certainly, last but not least, thank you for joining us. You could have been 100 different places doing 99 different things, but you weren't. You decided to spend a few quality minutes with us at Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. And if you were really checking your watch, and I always warn everybody to do this, you just spent 32 and a half minutes with Doug Jones, the anti-insurance insurance guy, originally from Oklahoma. No more. He lives in Arizona, but right now he is camped out in the flatlands of Illinois. 
And that's what Wisconsin people call us, flatlanders. Somehow it's it's insulting, but <laughs> I'll take it for now. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Please come back for our next episode. We'll see you soon.